Hello everyone, my name is Donovan Doffing. And I'm Haley Sumala. And welcome to Dreadful. So since this is our episode one of Dreadful, I figured you guys should know a little about ourselves. My name again is Donovan Doffing, and my pronouns are he, him, and I am from the beautiful Stillwater, Minnesota, right on the St. Croix River. And Haley? And I, and once again, I am Haley Sumala. I go by she, her, and my hometown is beautiful and graceful Duluth, Minnesota. (laughs) Perfect. And something I think we can both agree on is how big of a fan of haunted places we are. Hell yeah. So, jumping right in then, the first haunted place we will be talking about today on Dreadful is the Soap Factory, located in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And it was originally built in 1883 by the Union Railway Company. Over the course of this building's time span, it has been a lot of different things, let me tell you. Uh, It started off as a prosthetic limb factory for the Civil War, but in a recent documentary that Haley and I just watched, there was some controversy whether that was its actual purpose, which we found very, very interesting. And from the prosthetic limb factory, even though they left many and many of their prosthetic limbs around the building, it turned into a soap factory. And that's what it's usually still just known as today, because that's what it was for the longest time. And how they'd actually create the soap was very, very interesting. Very bloody. Yes, very, very bloody. It was from animal fat, actually. So unfortunately, they would round up these animals. It was usually cows and... I believe I even saw deer somewhere, weirdly, and I'm not really sure the exact process, but as Haley said, it was very... Bloody. Yes, very dreadful too, indeed. So with that soap factory's interesting history, Haley, do you think there'd be a lot of spirits walking around this place? Hell yeah. Yeah, I I can only imagine there would be too, and especially with the amount of prosthetic limbs and soap mechanics and old technology just still scattered around the building and we watched a documentary um in the documentary we watched as well in the basement there's just it is a mess of items from all generations of the building so it's a very very haunted place you could only assume and currently though it is not abandoned or very like broken on the main levels it's actually a current non-profit arts gallery and every year annually they hold a haunted basement the coolest thing about this haunted basement is of course many people actually believe it's haunted and many paranormal companies have actually went through this basement and all of them have recorded very odd temperature changes very high levels of evp which If any of the viewers out there don't know, that is electronic voice phenomenons. 
and they would also record things moving around in the dark, hearing doors slamming, shuffling going on, sounding like someone's running across the floor upstairs or downstairs, and the lights would just turn off at a moment's notice randomly, and they were not nowadays fancy motion lights. I don't know, with just hearing all of this, Haley, would you want to spend any time in this basement? Absolutely. And I would love to see a certain someone get an Uncle Mugshot. <laughs> yes. So a uh, fun thing about the annual haunted basement they do at the soap factory is they understand that the experience might be a little too dreadful for some. So what they do is have you yell the safe word, which is... Uncle! And if you announce that uncle calling... You have to get a, what they call a uncle mugshot, and then I assume they store it on a wall somewhere for everyone to see. So, unfortunately, if you can't make it through the haunted house, you will be known on the uncle mugshot wall. <laughs> and more about the haunted basement as well. Um, in the documentary we watched, they even interviewed current and previous workers of the haunted basement, and even they don't go in certain rooms in the basement. And they had the greatest first-hand experiences of what it was like down there and the hours they would spend getting ready and getting the basement ready down there. And it was just, I don't know, Haley, what do you think it looked like down there? Um, it kind of looked like my aunt's place before she moved out, which was bad, probably smelled stinky as hell, and really, really sad and could use a lot of vacuuming. Hmm. Well, I can only assume at your aunt's house she didn't hire people to spook people as they walked in, though. No, she was the monster. Ah, ah, of course, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's a little about the soap factory in Minneapolis. Again, they hold the annual haunted basement every year, so please check it out if you ever get the chance or are interested in that sort of stuff. This year's upcoming theme they just announced is darkness. That is all the details that they have given. They just said figuratively and literally. And if you get an Uncle Mugshot, please show us. We would love to laugh at you. <laughs> yes, that is true. If you do go and share your Uncle Mugshot with us, we will definitely shout you out on the next episode. So transitioning from the soap factory, there's actually a, a haunted, haunted place that hits a little closer to home for us up here in Duluth, Minnesota area. Haley, would you take it away? No Peming Sanitarium. No Peming translates to Into the Forest in Ojibwe. Built in 1909 and officially opening in 1912, with open doors to the tuberculosis patients of Minnesota, held over 1,000 patients and just as much death, estimating around 1,500 deaths. With the need for beds and the hospital grew by the 1940s, Nopeming has 31 buildings, averaging between 200 and 300 patients over time. Tuberculosis treatments formed and starting to work that by the mid-50s, fewer and fewer patients stayed around, so it became a nursing home in 1971. That, indeed, then closed in 2002 and fell into disrepair and now only stands with two buildings. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Haley, you're telling me that there's only two buildings standing there now? Yep, out of 31. Jeez. What, what happened that made them tear down all of those that quick? They were very much deteriorating pretty fast, and they were just 
not very dangerous and i think there was something about mold that was infecting the area with the scent and stuff mm. so it was kind of choking hmm interesting interesting i do remember from um first of all shout out our favorite show ghost adventures hell yeah um, I remember from the Nopeming episode we watched that when they were going in the tunnels between the crematorium and the main building, what did those walls look like? Was that anything like the other buildings that had to get broken down? Basically, they were crumpling, falling, even the floor had a big crack that looked like it should be in a canyon or something like that. Yeah, that was crazy. Bulging walls of rock with cracks. It was bound bound to collapse at any second. But... I wouldn't be surprised if it already fallen in a few days yeah, seriously. Tell me more about Nopeming, though. Though the bodies of the patients, who never got to go home, were either burned or buried, some still roamed the hospital, maybe looking for peace or just a way out. From ghost stories of a little girl showing up in photos and giggling among the halls, to a tricycle that moves on its own, with many other ghosts, even the possible ghost of John Wintoniak. On May 14, 1940, the 35-year-old John shot 45-year-old Alex Suffrick. I believe I'm saying that right. If I'm not, you can slap me. Just kidding. Please don't. Five times with a 32 caliber revolver and then taking his own life. No one knows why he did it, but they know it was planned. And now, here in June of 2022, Nell is owned by Orson Inc. and open for tours day and night. Wow. That is pretty it's pretty crazy so like what my mind goes to immediately Haley is all of these tuberculosis patients that live and ate and then unfortunately perished at this sanatorium where do you think all their spirits went either to a better place or still roaming the halls with their crunchy ribs and lost <laughs> lungs oh geez yeah that is really crazy like when I think about the Ghost Adventures episode we watched on Nopeming again, I think of The Trespasser. And mm -hmm. do you remember any details on that? Um, he regrets trespassing, his parents are still pissed at him, and he saw a certain little, little figure in the balconies. Yes, that is a thing with Nopeming as well. There's many different personal accounts of people seeing shadowy figures staring at them from the balcony, which... I can only imagine would be terrifying if you were a young kid looking into just maybe get into a little mischief, go into this supposedly haunted place, but then there's a shadowy figure watching you as you're walking in. That would, ooh, it gives me the chills right now. <laughs> I mean, one review said that he heard uh, a goat ba in the basement. <laughs> so they started calling that the goat man. Mm. <laughs> That's right. There's no more Goatman and Goatman Bridge. It's in Minnesota now. <laughs> oh, no. Who would have thought the Goatman can also teleport? Oh, well, while we're on the topic of trespassing, I do want to say, always avoid trespassing. Even if you are a ghost adventurer or haunted hunter like ourselves, you never want to go into anywhere illegally. Because usual case scenario, the police will get involved and you will receive a ticket or a fine of some sort. And... Like our trespasser we met in the Ghost Adventures episode, his mom will not be... Happy. Exactly. So, I just want to thank everyone for listening to our first episode of Dreadful. Again, my name is Donovan Doffing. And I'm Haley Sumala. 
And there's more dread ahead. Thank you all and goodbye. <laughs>